So Max Verstappen's mom's biggest fan. Jordan F1 tester. Baby signing son of a bitch. And shy testicle teenager. Yeah, that was that's where I was going. Mario Dominguez. Mario Dominguez. <laughs> if you could describe this whole day we just had together with a bunch of meals in one word, what would it be? Conversation. Yep, that's accurate. That is that is at least accurate. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Hi, I'm Ryan Eversley. No. Yep. No. Yep. We're not doing it that way. Yeah. I got tacos yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. Normally, uh, <laughs> no, this is Sean, by the way. Uh, normally, we're uh, driving around doing these uh, yeah. these hosting intros. Yeah. We are having a nice, casual dinner after a very long trip okay. here at my home in mm-hmm. Pasadena, mm-hmm. eating some Chano's Oaxacan food. Yeah, look them up. Let's get right into it. Speaking of Mexican food. <laughs> It it's appropriate. It does work. You know who serves better Mexican food than uh, uh, the folks here in uh, Southern California? I'm going to guess people in Mexico. People in Mexico. Okay. okay, I got that one right. Did we go to Mexico for we this? We did go to Mexico. We went to Mexico yeah. for just one podcast, That's right? right. There's yeah. no video projects no. attached to this. No, not we at all. Exclusively went, we yes. went to Mexico City Correct. for a podcast. We flew there. On an airplane. With Mario Dominguez. Yes, yeah. And we went right back. That's right. There are zero video projects involved. We were there for like 48 hours. We were there for 48 hours. We did one podcast. There was definitely not another project. Yeah, nothing to do with anything else we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. We just went for a podcast. We didn't just happen to get a podcast since we were talking to him anyway. Right. But this is Mario Dominguez we're talking about. Super Mario, as he loves to call himself, which is literally any f***ing guy named Mario. Yeah, I, I, we're done with this. Super. The problem is we can't shit on Mario Dominguez because he's truly a nice he's guy. He's probably the nicest man we've met on the show in a long time. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you don't know the name Mario Dominguez, Mario Dominguez is very well-known name if you love the sort of 2000s era of Champ Car and IndyCar. Uh, but just to give you a little bit of background, he actually had some junior level success in the States before going back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. He won the Mexican F3 championship. He won the Mexican F3000 championship. Eventually moved up to Champ Car, where he won races in Australia, Miami. Very much part of that Champ Car era of really, really talented guys in the 2000s. And now he's just living the life in uh, Mexico City. Yeah, we were not really sure what we were getting here because we never met the guy. But the reality is that we weren't just there for a podcast. We were actually there. We're part of a larger project soon to be released on Motor Trend Plus or Motor Trend YouTube. Boom, plugged. But in the meantime, listen to Mario Dominguez talk about some really interesting stories. For example, how the cartel started AJ Allmendinger's career. Really? Mm-hmm. Also, how to not make your champ car debut. So again, we were in Mexico City for this. Uh, yeah. We actually didn't go to a restaurant. Mario brought food for us, uh, literally from the building he lives in because it's fancy. Yeah, Mario's living the good life down in Mexico City. He was the best host I think we've ever had in Mexico. And he's currently racing down in Mexico in a series based off the Trans Am 2 chassis with Mercedes. It's pretty cool. It's like a Trans Am looking guy. Really neat stuff. It's currently this weekend as we sit here racing at the Mexican Grand Prix in the Super Heroes League thingy. Mercedes, we're still young. Class. We're old IndyCar drivers that can't let go of the sport. And Casey Mears. <laughs> I had a taco with cheese on it. And I had a chicken sandwich. And I believe Mario also had a taco with cheese on it. He did. Mm-hmm. So you're saying in Mexico, I did, I, yeah. there were tacos with cheese on it. A Mexican man bought uh-huh. us tacos with cheese on it. In Mexico. In Mexico. Hey, Will Turner. Shut the f*** up. Shut the f*** up, Will Turner. Cheese and tacos. 
As we mentioned before, there's a streaming series that Mario might show up in that we're working on, but all of our previous episodes of Dinner with Racers, the streaming series, is now available on Motor Trend Plus or Motor Trend YouTube. So you can go to youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch and check out everything we've done for the first three seasons, and there'll be more episodes coming very soon. Again, comments, likes, the views are nice, yeah. but comments are gold yeah. when it comes to Motor Trend and Continental. So Tag let them up. Them know. Tag them up. Speaking of Continental, should we, uh, should we include them in the thanks? We probably should, because they are the whole reason this is happening. You mean they literally fund everything that we're They're doing? They're literally keeping this show on the road. So maybe our fans should uh, thank them as well? Yeah. Maybe we just, should, too? Just, a little, just give them a little high five. Yeah. Just a little high five on social media. And we have a price we have to pay for that. Is it hanging out with Rene Rast? What do you say, Rene? If this is a quality, I don't know how we lost the war. Thanks again to Rene Rast for driving. Yeah, real sweetheart. But also, Ryan. Yeah. You have a duty. Uh-huh. Continental Tire. Cross contact. Alex. Taco. Mario Dominguez. Mario. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. No, we're not bringing that up. Or <laughs> that's what turns the whole thing. Oh, oh hell yes. Wow, look at this. Holy wow. Wow, this is. That looks like nothing you've ever drank before. Hands down. Do you want some uh, sugar? No, no, this is yes. great. Uh, so put that on. So even though we've spent the last like five hours bugging, bugging and you, and you picked us up from the airport, yeah. and helped us check into the hotel, the way there we... is no bugging at all. I'm seriously like <laughs> hey. super excited. You came honored, and I think that just the fact that you were willing to come all the way to Mexico City means a lot to me. Well, we obviously are telling a story with the TV show stuff, but you are also a champ car race winner. Thank you. You know, you've been a legend of the of the open wheel circuit in our eyes for a long time thank so you guys when we reached when we had the idea we we're like think he'd do it and then when sean reached out to he's like calls me after he's like yeah he was like way into it he's really cool and you'd be surprised how people with nowhere near your accolades yeah. have a lot less time for us on a phone call They're like what is really? it for yeah and you're like we're we're over the years slowly <laughs> developing especially more so with the tv stuff and the yeah. podcast but we're developing a very clear rule over time which is like we only want to work with people that want to work with us yeah, because it's too much work not to. Yeah. If we get, and, a, if we get a hold of somebody and they're like, I mean, I guess I could do it. It's like, well, no, nah, forget yeah, it. You're, you're going to be that, like, cause when we needed, either. like you saw how much time we needed for B roll and pulling you aside and doing My all God, that. Coming to Mexico. I thought when you, when you <laughs> called me, I don't know if you remember, I said, sure. You want to do it over the phone soon. I said, oh yeah. You said, no, no, we traveled there. I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God, you know, yeah. I, I never thought you'd come. Oh, well, yeah. here we are. Well, let's be completely honest about it. We did cash in miles and we stuff did. like that yeah. to try to make this make sense financially. But uh, from so far, it's I been... will say, and maybe public or not, we, we never actually accept generosity of our guests mm-hmm. because we try to be a little bit impartial. But you've been so generous. We've just accepted it. You so guys, it's my pleasure. You, you've you. brought food for us. Yeah. Of course. Um, doesn't mean we're not going to grill you about some things in this house. Yeah, so we have questions. What's, I knew you were going to ask. What's with the Game of Thrones? I knew. What, like, is that, what's in, the, what, are, what are in those? When I was on the way to the airport, I knew they were going to ask, hey, what's the deal with the Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> so to set the scene here, your living, your whole, your home is beautiful. This whole compound complex area you live in is beautiful. You have a table right to our left here that has like an extra champagne bottle. It's got some pictures of you from racing, some bottles of tequila, it looks like. What's in the, uh, it's like the liquor cow, like, what do you call those? Uh it's like the tubes that you get like nice bottles of certain things, but oh, those tubes is the ones that carry the actual bottle of the Game of Thrones. Uh, but what what's the? Is it wine? It's whiskey. Scotch. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah different yeah. kinds yeah. of scotches, and yeah. they made uh, like a limited edition mm-hmm. 
Game of Thrones. As you see, it's like, did you see? Did you watch yeah. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it, Sean? No, I didn't. Oh, oh, very cool series. I've heard. Yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah. Everyone won't yeah. shut up about it, but I've heard. It's, yeah. it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Did you crazy. watch it live or did you watch it later once no, it was all done? No, once or... it was almost almost yeah. done. So like, I, did too. I watched the last two seasons. Like, I live it down here. <laughs> and it's a crazy yeah. series. But yeah, yeah. anyways, I really liked it. And I saw, and you see it's like each bottle from each family. Mm-hmm. Oh, The okay. Game of Thrones, you know, yeah, one is House crazy. of Tully, one is whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this was a purchase for me. This wasn't some like gift from some friend. No, who was like, no. And you're such a big Game of Thrones fan. And you went out and bought a liquor series. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool because you didn't buy it all at once. Like uh-huh. they, they don't send have it, it to you over time. No, I would, I would, you know, I would catch them at the duty freeze at the airport. Oh, oh. So I would show so this up. Is like travel collector. We're doing yeah. this on the way back. And yeah. sometimes <laughs> they would have like the 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 one from this family. So mm-hmm. I would buy it. Then I would get to another one. Is like. No, we have we you know they didn't have the the they had the ones I already had. So mm-hmm. I see. And then I went just collecting them. Yeah. Till I finally got the whole collection. Okay. Have you okay. tried any of it? If you see those two on the left, yes, I, I drank those. Oh, that okay. That makes so sense. So I had it says the White Walker. Oh, the White yeah, Walker. Like, I have yeah. a lot of White Walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the blue? But that's ones? a that, yeah, yeah. But that's a character. That that's a yeah, character yeah. from the show. Yeah. yeah. But are they actually any good, or is it just they got you with the marketing? It's really good. Really. Okay. That. Especially the 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 ones from the like the limited edition. Mm-hmm. The White Walker is like a normal whiskey. It's, okay, it's okay. Okay, those are unbelievable. So I said I'm gonna try it, and <laughs> so then I had to go looking for the same ball again because yeah. I drank it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna look for that on the way home at duty free. So I don't know if they have them anymore. Are there any other random collections of things that we should know? You about? know, if you can see my house, it's very plain. I don't have pictures or mm-hmm. or yeah, nothing I mean, on the wall. There are trophies, but it's not the I love me Bobby answer shrine no <laughs> right, right. and those pictures i have there my father brought them to me yeah. mm-hmm. it's like you need to have some pictures and like says, they're relatively recent yeah like, these aren't yeah these are recent and yeah. i said i don't want pictures so he brought them and he put them yeah. there himself yeah he didn't care um but yeah i'm not a that's no, quite tasteful here, i just don't like like the whole you know you know works of art this and that yeah. i just like it simple and it's clear sure sure okay next very important question the door in your bathroom <laughs> or the handle. There's no handle. What handle? How does one open the door to your bathroom? I knew it. And we, I thought <laughs> I, I, I was going to tell you, if you get stuck, uh-huh. let me know. <laughs> we already had a text system. Yeah, I was about on. to call Sean earlier. Yeah. And I realized my phone was out yeah, here. Yeah. You know what? I just messed up. I haven't gotten up to it to putting the, a little handle where you can pull it, right? Right. right. So it's a pain in the ass. People yep. get stuck. So really, it's not that we, so we're not doing anything wrong. No. There is literally yeah. no way to open there's that no door. Select, there's no well, suggestion. Yeah. you need to hold. Uh, yeah, I pulled pull, on the lock. Pull the lock. Yeah. So okay. it's not the ideal way. Okay. Okay. Once you know how to do it, the system, yeah. for, I'm fine with it. But if you don't. So are you. Or you just leave the door open when you're by yourself. Yeah, about to yeah. say. Are, so are you. Because I, I understand this because I'm very much this way. Are you that guy where like. If you don't do the thing you need to fix or whatever in the first day of oh, knowing right. you need to fix it, right. it's going to be that way forever. Yeah, I hope not. I need to fix that. But yeah, <laughs> yes, that's yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, we have to commend you. Um, you don't drive an Acura, which is our, one of our partners on the show. However, you do have Continental tires on your on your car. Now that's because they're a great street tire, right? I love Continental tires. There's my guy. There's my. They're guy. very good. We just paid for this whole episode. Yeah, and right I have there. them on my Ferrari. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Like this little casual Ferrari yeah. drop. Okay. Nice. How'd you, when'd yeah. you get that? Oh, I'll show you my collection when we're done. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Wait, so what's in the, what are we going to see then? You want me to tell you or it's a surprise? Well, this is for the well, listeners. Yeah. The listeners aren't going to be we'll, with us. We'll come back in the intro and be like, yeah. you missed out. 
Ah, okay. Well, it's up I'm, to you. I'm into the 80s cars. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. So I have all the cars that when I was little, you know, like okay. 10 to yeah. 8 to So these six. are like all the things you saw on like that 80s television. I would have See, to get. DeLorean. No, <laughs> but it's it's in my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so is, uh, it, a, is it a 308? I have a 328. Ooh, oh, nice, okay. nice. 87. Yeah. I've had that since I've had that one since 2001. Nice. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Then I have a Testarossa. Oh wow, Holy that's shit. yeah. That's and deal. I have uh, two 911 Porsches. One is an 82 and one is an 87. Nice, okay. very cool. Yeah. All here where we are. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. One of them is at the shop right now, but yeah. The Ferrari, right? The Porsche. How really? You, that's surprising. How do you say air-cooled in Spanish? Enfriado por aire. We're just well, starting a new, new one. That's your yeah. new car show. Start, get that's, that going. Yeah, that's an investment that idea going. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah taking down Pat Long, yeah. finally. single-handedly. Yeah. You want to mess with the cartel? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do this, Pat Long? Cartels. Anything? Well, um, I did race for a couple suspicious people <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day Okay. that... I was never really quite sure where that money came from. Sure, And sure. if you're not sure, that means you're absolutely sure where that money <laughs> came from. I've never been sure, man. Uh-huh. Is this the same team that uh, one Osnegri might have driven for? Yes. So listen uh-huh. to the Osnegri episode where he does not hold so, back. So yeah, we're, we're jumping around career-wise, so we'll, 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 we'll get into the origins of Mario Dominguez. But uh, so you, you go up through the ranks, you do some karting and, and some junior formula stuff, but you sort of find yourself in Mexican F3 and F3000. Yeah, I raced cards uh, for like eight years, seven, sure. seven years. Then I went to the U.S., won the Formula Mazda sure. series, uh, raced an Indy Lights race, and then had no way to stay there. Came down to Mexico looking for opportunities, and nobody would give me a shot. Right. So then this team, this new team that was starting. With all cash. <laughs> they had a lot of cash. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> They had a lot of cash. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never heard uh, this in our series. Yeah. Um, this new team that was starting wanted to hire some young drivers, uh, up-and-coming drivers. And and somebody mentioned that they were going to hire them. So another guy I know told me, you know, we should go because they're going to be doing the hiring and yeah. the, the testing. And when I got there to the racetrack, they told they told me, no, 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 we have our drivers already, you know. Yeah, and you're how old? Yeah. 18. You're mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. Okay. We have our drivers already, and that's it. I said, look it. This is my resume. This is what I've done. At least give me a shot to test. Yeah. Let me test the car. Just watch me drive. So they were very reluctant, but once they saw, I mean, I had raced an Indy Lights mm-hmm. race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody yeah. in Mexico except like, for Adrian and myself had right. done it. National yeah. karting championships. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, they, yeah. they didn't know that. So they said, right. okay, sure. Yeah get in the car so of course i got in the car and i kicked everybody's ass so (laughs) you're hired yeah yeah and um so it was cool because they had a motorhome they would fly us in a private plane for f3 every formula three for mexican f3 for mexican f3 where the dollars are flowing yeah a huge motorhome beautiful Uh yeah Uh, and this is all off of prize money well yeah (laughs) the mexican f3 prize money money. exactly it's huge Uh okay (laughs) and um it was uh, it was uh, pretty cool for about four or five races. Well, you're 18. But then it just so happened that because the owner of the team, everybody would go talk to him. So he would have one idea one week of what he wanted to do. The next week he had another idea oh, of what he wanted right. to do. The next week. So it was 
to- totally different ideas of, of everything. I know these people. That's not our experience with wealthy people in sports car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. somebody would tell them to to, mm-hmm. to, to their mm-hmm. ear, oh, I want to do this. But the next week, change their mind and this and that. From like a different car, different series? From No, from like whether it was uh, having an engine this engineer or that engineer yeah. or this, oh, I see. Yeah. Or okay. this engine or right. or yep. going to test or yeah. you know all kinds of dumb things that fire yeah. guy cosmo i get it <laughs> you know things like that so right. yep. yep i had a big crash in monterey and they were not very happy with me and my teammate who was a professional guy he was considered a professional had another big one in the same spot that weekend. So then there was two cars gone. And then they they were not very happy. And I must I must agree that I was a little rebellious back in the day, you know? <laughs> You're 18. Yeah. You're invincible. Like, like I would answer back sometimes to the boss. Like, hey, you know, Wait, I, I don't think that's... The, was the boss of the team the man funding the team? or Yeah. Like, so when you're talking back, it's to somebody of questionable means... Yeah, and a lot of influence. <laughs> Very powerful. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, even um, scary. Yeah. But I wouldn't care. I would tell them, no, I don't think that's right. What yeah. you're doing is wrong. Yeah. So, you know, started not being in such good terms with them. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, this was serious. This is bad. I mean, yeah. I think I could have lost my life. And things always happen for a reason. One of the guys he hired to direct the team, his father was a doctor. Okay? And I think the father had no money, so he just wanted to, you know, always doing checkups on the drivers and this and that, you know, to, to charge money. Yeah. And one time they said, well, you need to have an operation. Me. Says operation of what? Well, you have a, a testicle that hasn't come down, so he's gonna do the the operation. <laughs> Says what the f- do you care if my testicle? You know has, that's not gonna affect my driving. <laughs> well, either you have the operation or you're not gonna drive for us anymore. I'm like oh, that. Hold on. Wait. wait, did you actually uh, have this condition, or are they just? I had. It. Their, oh, this was a real thing. Yeah, okay. But what does he care? You know what? Who cares? Wait, I feel like we've really skimmed over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know too many people that just have this. Uh, so can you explain what the testicle thing oh, is? Oh, well, a lot of people have it. Like okay. when you're young, sometimes a testicle doesn't come out. There's not enough space, you know, sure, to, but to like come down. At 18? Yeah, it hadn't. Huh. So, I, I, yeah, I guess you could say I needed the operation, but okay. not done by that guy. Okay. By the, well, by sounds the, like that was like a threat. Well, I'm about to say, yeah. like the team. In a like horrible the, clinic. And yeah, by the that. team doctor hired by the guy you yeah. just talked back to who's yeah. got yeah. a lot of influence. Yeah. yeah. And no, and the, the father of the other director who was a complete crook, you know, who I'll tell you the story what happened to him later. Uh, he was a complete crook. Um I guess he just wanted the father to operate on whatever it moved so he, the father could make some money. And, of course, because the team was funding it, he was going to get paid probably a lot of money to have it operate on me. And this was in a horrible little clinic. And says, well, either you have the operation or you're not going to drive for us anymore. And I'm like, Jesus. How does this affect you to drive? The, yeah, okay, no, they on. just yeah, wanted – this guy just wanted his, his the, father the to make money. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. seriously, you won't believe it. Like, this was – Dangerous, like I, I yeah, could have I don't know, I do died. believe it. Yeah, yeah. And like so a sketchy doctor going for your balls—that's yeah. kind of a scary thing. Very mm-hmm. sketchy. Yeah, and 
And I was very doubtful, but at the same time, I said, F if I don't have the operation, I'm going to get fired. And that's just, this is my one shot. In the end, thank God, you know, uh, I was not agreeing on this and they decided to fire me. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Because the operation was the next day. You about to say, the balls it took to stand up to that. Hey. You know, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the operation was the next day and, and thank God they fired me and I was very happy about that. <laughs> that's when Osvaldo Negri came in. Yeah, okay. Because they wanted uh, like uh, someone. two balls. Yeah, exactly. With two balls. And well, he's a lot older than you, so yeah, yeah. So they'd already dropped by then. Uh huh. Well, he he was for, he had been Formula Three champion in Europe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you had oh, a yeah, big no, big yeah. resume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So was Tommy Byrne there when you were there? Tommy Byrne, yes. Okay. Tommy Byrne was there, in, with Corona. Yeah. Um, and in fact, they they uh, they thought about putting me instead of Tommy Byrne, but they didn't do it. I was too young, I guess. And um. What happened to this guy, the one that wanted me to have the operation, <laughs> is crazy. All of a sudden, the owner of the team disappeared for a few months. <laughs> uh -huh. So this, this idiot decided... The owner of the team. The owner of the team He's disappeared. Gone. The yeah, surgeon's right. idiot. And oh, the, surgeon. the, 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 the guy who was the director, the, the, the guy who wanted me to have the operation... Okay, who, so uh, he answers to the boss. The surgeon was okay. a dad. He answers to the boss. Okay. Yeah. He decided to start selling everything oh without oh. without bosses without the bosses yeah. approval well, or gone. knowledge or nothing he's, he's gone, gone. So. does he not watch the same tv we do well i guess yeah, yeah. I mean, this was yeah. what year was this 92 yeah so i guess uh, narcos right. sorry see, narcos, 93 93 yeah still all right yeah. still yeah. hasn't sold. seen narco it was still going on then yeah these morons sold a plane Sold, I don't know what without you know. consent. Didn't Scarface come out in the eighties? Yeah, 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 you should have yeah, known better, have known. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was crazy, and then all of a sudden, of course, a few months later, he shows up. The boss. The boss. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, this I heard from the boss's uncle after that. You know, like a year later, uh, this guy gets summoned or taken to to La Paz for. Called to a meeting. For, an in for a meeting. Yeah. Oh, okay. And all I can tell you is that they told me that he actually begged just to get killed. <laughs> that he just said, this is it, that's it. Wow. You know, I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah. But he did not get killed. Ugh. He did not get killed. I don't know what terms they got, they agreed upon, but he went back to living in, in a city here in, in, near Mexico, but that was a stupid move. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and then, uh, just like Jerry Forsyth, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we haven't thing. heard this story from Almendinger, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then the he's already beat Almendinger on stories. By yeah, the oh, way. yeah, you won. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. And then the the team, and then the team uh, uh, disappeared. You know, it just disappeared. And l last I heard that. You know that I that was it. Yeah, everything was gone. Then after that, <laughs> I was hired by another team. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this was was this one was uh, bad. He was a very nice guy. He was Colombian. Okay. Uh, uh, fat guy, super nice, Don Mauro, and he was very funny because he would. Uh, when I was during the race, in the middle of the race, you know, in the in the heat of battle. 
he would come in on the radio and says, well, the trans translation in English would be, break it, break it, break it, you f I'm going to pay for it, but break <laughs> it, break it, go, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, break it. You know, like, just push. <laughs> push, wow. push. Yeah. And uh, he was a bit more discreet, but did, we did sometimes fly in the private plane and everything. Yeah, yeah. And this was this was sad because um i was in the states i was in san francisco yeah i don't know some friend called me and says oh it's too bad about what happened to don mauro he was the boss so what i say was he don by title or by name he was don don by title okay. yeah. oh, you, pe okay. you call people don like you be don shan or oh don no i guess i am now That's, i am no, as a f way is that happening <laughs> okay. don shan uh, I'm keeping that. Don, Don Juan Sean. <laughs> I was Don in Mexico City, mother. That's right. Yeah. So, so I says, no, no, no. What, ha what, ha what, what happened with what? You don't know? I says, no. He got caught. Mm. What? So what are you talking about? Yeah, he got caught. It's all over the news. It's a, it's a big story. Yeah. It's a big deal. I says, what are you talking about? So I come back to Mexico and I call the owner, I mean, not the owner, the, the director of the race team, like the Tyler Tadevic of, you know, the, yeah. the team director. And I said, <laughs> what, is, what is going on? You know, I, I, I go to the shop, I'm driving, yeah. you know. Yeah. So in his case, he didn't realize. barely any cell phones. Yeah. So the, the previous owner, it was very clear what he was up to. And this guy was more discreet. So you no, didn't we know. knew. We oh, knew. you didn't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we realized. No, okay. We thought, I, I mean, I think I realized. I don't know really what the deal was. <laughs> you, As you smile. You get a sense of what Scott Tucker is doing, and then, but you, you don't necessarily ask. Well, yeah. No, you just got a bad deal. And then, uh, so I show up at the, at the race team, and the, the, the race team director is like, no, no, go keep going straight, pull the other way. Drive, drive, drive. Like he didn't want me to stop. I said, like, okay, what's going on? So then, stop three blocks away from here. So whatever, I stay there, and he shows up. He says, "You won't believe it. They closed off like four blocks here. There was people on the roof. It was a big mess. They caught him, and they took him away. And uh, it's a it's a big problem. Like we're in deep. We and I was fighting for the Formula Three championship. Oh. <laughs> uh, like I was fighting for first year mm -hmm. for first place. Mm -hmm. Like I had a really good shot at winning it. In fact, I was winning it. And like." And um, so now where is he? He says, well, he he got locked up for three days, but he paid some money, so he's out. <laughs> so now he's in his house. Oh, shit. And he was very nice. He had a wife and a kid. And then three days later, uh, as it turned out, he was found dead in his car. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think he was from... Probably other bad guys not wanting to for him to yeah, he's gonna rat talk or, or, rat yeah, or sure. something. Yeah. Less of a, yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah, it wasn't 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 very good. But the team the team kept going and we had we had the cars and whatever and then uh, we would try to finish the the year because we were fighting for the championship. So we would drive to like the races in Chihuahua for mm. like sixteen hours with all the mechanics in a van and. Uh, and uh, the the car behind a uh, a trailer in a trailer, not a not not the usual mm -hmm. like really just like an open top. Yeah, just uh -huh. not yeah. the not around. the truck for the you yeah, know yeah, we yeah, put yeah, all right. your beautiful things. In. Just a trailer and just one set of tires because we had no money for more. And, right. 
So yeah, at this point, the money you have—that's what you have. Exactly. There's not yeah. more coming. So, yeah, yeah. That's so that's what that's what we were able to do, and we couldn't win. So we finished second, but yeah. But we tried. But yeah, that was very unfortunate about this guy. So you were 18, 19 when that 18. was happening. That's pretty traumatizing <laughs> to most people. Um, but we're not from Mexico. Oh, well, it was City. fun, and and you know that. <laughs> The first guy, I forgot to mention this detail. It was very funny. The first guy, he hired us, the, the young drivers that uh -huh. he was going to develop. Yeah. And he took us to live in a golf course, golf course in, yeah. in a city near Puebla. He had a chef for us. And Jeez. Cooking all these meals. Yeah. Just like what every 18-year-old gets and, in junior form. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. We yeah. had a big salary. Yeah, like I was getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. And you're 18. Uh-huh. Like, like how much? Like 10000 a month. <laughs> At 18 years old. In 1993, here, here, yeah, 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 that's a lot of money. And I'm guessing all expenses paid, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so just making that money. So, ten grand in, how much went out for you on a month? Not much. Oh, you weren't burning it and being no. that dumb 18 year old. No, I like, you know, I like to buy watch. I would buy myself, sure. yeah, yeah, nice Rolex not, watch or something. But you don't burn it, no, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not blowing five grand uh -huh. on girls or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did, however, said. When I ever make any money, like just mm -hmm. the smallest amount of money, I don't care if I have, don't have money for a hamburger after that, but I'm going to buy myself a Ferrari 328. Yeah. Okay. And I bought my Ferrari 328 in 2001. But that's not dumb. That's gone up in value. But it's the, still like a, I mean, the, it's a, it's a big expense if you have real life expenses ahead of it. Yeah. But it is an it's an, an asset that's not sure. going yeah, it's not yeah. a, much of a depreciating one for sure so. yeah 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 they're making them um, yeah. it's not like i bought a brand new mercedes that would be worth half yeah, so right, in one right, year right. So this is a very vague and generic question but so like mexican f3 mexican f3000 um like tommy osvaldo you have all had stories does everyone have this kind of story if they drove in mexican formula racing you know I think it was more back in those days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't see it happening these days. But <laughs> but like half the teams there funding the no, – no one asked questions We about? just had bad luck. Like we ended up in the two or three okay, teams so that were involved in that because 98, 99% of them were like normal. Yeah. So do you think you got the second uh, – what was his name? Don – Don Mora. Don Mora. Do you think you got the Don Mora job because you'd already driven for another guy who was questionable? And they're like, oh, well, he'll keep his mouth shut. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were like labeled no, as like, no, yeah, I, he's our guy. I was, oh, you know, he supported Don Mauro. He supported Montoya. Well, that adds up. Oh, right. The Colombian, Montoya, Colombian supported the Colombian. Montoya came to race here, Formula 3. I right. raced against yeah. him. They probably heard what you guys were doing. And then he sent, he was, see, then he went to Europe to race Formula 3 in England. Yeah. And they hired me to replace him. So... Yeah. So they were supporting just some young drivers, and they they put their eye on me. Yeah. So if there's one thing the fans can take home, it's that Juan Montoya's career. It started by the Colombian cartel. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, yeah. I never said the Colombian cartel. I just I, said I a know. Colombian. According to this edit, you did. No. no? <laughs> I just said a Colombian. This comes out next day. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, our cars explode. Yeah. Yeah. Not yours, mine. <laughs> I like that. You've seen these movies. Everybody goes. I said this guy he was supported by a Colombian, not the cartel. <laughs> so your 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 mom and dad aren't involved with motorsports in any way, shape, or form. No, not at all. So uh, the love for the sport starts with you. The love for the sport starts with me ever since I can remember. I I just had to go fast in anything, whether it was my tricycle or a little toy car or. 
bicycle, mm -hmm. running. Yeah. I just enjoyed going fast. Yeah. So you're born in 75. So mm -hmm. the uh, so racing on TV in like early mid 80s. What what was it out here? You could watch the races. They were they were on national TV, like Formula One. Yeah. Not the IndyCar, but they would televise the 500. Sure. And um, but this wasn't something like your dad had no, any interest in. No. My dad liked cars and yeah. liked uh, racing like any normal person. Right. He didn't dislike it, but he wasn't like, you know, let's sit down and watch the. Right. But yeah, it, it, like my cousins and stuff, they liked cars mm -hmm. and they liked racing and they would give me a hard time pushing me in a little cart all through my grandparents' house and making me crash against walls. Or <laughs> if I didn't drive correctly and avoid the obstacle, I would crash. So I, maybe that's where I learned. Right. So then you try to get into uh, motorcycles? Is that what we wanted first? That's how it started. I cried for my father for, from when I was 7 to 10 that I wanted a motorcycle. Right. Yeah. And at that time, what did your dad do? Uh, as far as what? Like, so, like, yeah, we, we talked earlier. I know what your dad does now. Was it the same kind of career? Oh, then? no. He used to work in real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He used to work in real estate. So it was like developing properties around here? And, and sales, you know? Okay. Uh, so he used to work in real estate and... He wasn't too keen on buying me the motorcycle, but because I came from divorced parents, sometimes uh, they would compete. They would okay. compete like yeah. to who would buy me the nicest uh, gift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So <laughs> my mom, home, but... who my mother who lived in San Francisco, yeah, she comes and like mother buy buy me a motorcycle please please please. So she's like, okay, I'll go buy uh, you the motorcycle. So mom lives in another country, so there's a lot of guilt money coming out here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you can leverage that against dad. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's the scam. Yeah, I'm there's, liking this already. There's the scam you to get started. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. And that's how yeah. that's how I've had it has it has been for all my life. Ever yeah. since I was little, I just had to you know, people figure out yeah, so figure kids. out the way to get, you know, into something that moves. Yeah, so kids if you're listening and you're trying to get a career started, start sabotaging your family's relationship, you know, get mom and dad divorce and then use the guilt money that comes in from that to fund a carding <laughs> program. Said Mario Dominguez. Said Mario Dominguez. <laughs> so she comes and we go to the store and the bikes are sold out. Oh. I was dying, man. I finally convinced him. Right. Well, and finally like, had it. She's like, well, what do you want me to do? Because if she's visiting, I assume you're on a tight window. Like, yeah. she's, I'm going to get this bike in the next mm -hmm. two yeah. days. Or so, yeah, she was yeah. leaving. Yeah. So she leaves and I go to my dad and you see, my mother was going to buy it for me and you won't buy me the bike. So it's like, okay, fine. I'll go buy you the bike. Yeah. So he bought it, and he was nonstop. Like, and I got my motorcycle. I would go nonstop on the block, like back and forth, and I would put ramps and start jumping yeah. obstacles. Yeah, I jumped a Volkswagen once. <laughs> I put a like door. A beetle? Yeah, a beetle. Okay. <laughs> I put a door on the Volkswagen, a real door, and just yeah, take that story. And and I yeah. and I jumped it. So then they said, uh, I want to race, I want to race. So we went to um, aha, yeah. dirt bikes. Yeah. It was a, a little 50cc. Oh, I have it. I have you that had, motorcycle. You have the original bike? It's not the original, but, one but just, I, I had one recreated. Oh, that's cool. You'll see it. Yeah, definitely. What kind? It was, uh, it's the, the brand was Caravela. Back then in Mexico, you couldn't sell anything imported. Mm -hmm. Everything had to be built in Mexico. Yeah. So it was a Mexican brand called Caravela 50cc. Okay. Really cool. And uh, so I would go back and front, you know, forth jumping. Then I had a mechanic tune it, so it was, went faster. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We went to my first race in a, in a mountain called here, the Ajusco, a dirt bike race. I raced it and I won. 
But my dad didn't like it because we finished all dirty, you know, full of dirt, you know, the <laughs> dirt bikes. So he's like, you know, I'm not sure about these motorcycles. Why don't you go? You like, you want to do something so much like to race. Why don't you go try go karts? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't want go karts. You know, th- th- this is not for me. Yeah. They're for for other people and whatever. You censored yourself. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there's yeah. no looking. We bleep. can't we, say anything. We bleep. Anymore. We bleep everything. So anyway, so go karts were not. So your, so I head. did. I, yeah, yeah go karts were not for me because I thought motorcycle was like a lot. More yeah, cool, so you, you know, the leather like jacket, more <laughs> dangerous, more, more dangerous. Goggles, helmet. when yeah. you know yeah. it was like a, more of a man's thing. I thought a little go kart was like not so good. Yeah, so <laughs> still doing it. <laughs> I went to 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 the. So my father begged me. He says like, okay, you 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 give him such a hard time for years. Go try the go kart. If you don't like it, we'll come back to the motorcycle. So I went all reluctant. At the go-kart track, and they were selling one. It was fabricated in Mexico, the chassis, with a 50cc McCulloch engine. Okay. McCulloch 49, which was the one for my category, my age, the junior. And uh, I jumped on the go-kart, and the fourth corner, I, I'll remember as if it was yesterday, the fourth corner, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I couldn't believe the feeling of driving that thing. It was unbelievable. And you're like 10 years old? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to do this for the rest of my life. You know, drive a race car. Drive something like this. So, of course, I loved it. And my father says, okay, I'm going to buy you this. Never going to buy you anything faster. These things are dangerous. Mm-hmm. We're selling the bound, the motorcycle, this. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> and um, I started racing that year. Uh, and I finished national champion. I won the championship. So my father then really liked it. He's like, oh, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, so he started to, to support me big time. Like the next year is like, well, what's the the best chassis? Mm-hmm. I says, well, what you have is junk. You know, this is made at the racetrack here. You sure. need a an Italian sure. card. And then, but you've also now spent a year being competitive. So it's no longer that wasteful spending you have with kids. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then who makes the best engine? That guy. This. So then I won the championship again in the in the bigger class, and then uh, I won uh, three other championships. I went to Europe to three world championships. Uh, Any names we know? Yeah, Fisichella. I raced with Fisichella, Truly, Magnuson. Uh, he means Jan Magnuson. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's yeah. dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kevin's yeah. dad. Yeah. Uh, I believe Max Verstappen. Nope. Sophie Kumpen. Joss nope. Verstappen? Joss <laughs> Verstappen. I mean, Joss. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie, <laughs> Sophie Kumpen, the yeah. mother of Verstappen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. She would drive go-karts like you would not believe. Yeah. yeah. That, no, this that is my. Adds up. Yeah. This yeah. is my. That's why this kid has it in his jeans. That's where the talent comes from. Yeah. 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 And the lab. She was unbelievable. <laughs> I. This is my story. My first world championship. Yeah. I was only 15. And I went for the, for the junior world championship, which was 16 and under. And I thought I was going to win, you know, and because I was in Mexico. Nobody would beat me, even the older guys. I was faster than anybody. So I thought if I'm going to compete against guys my age, at least I have, I'm sure I'm going to win or have a, have a very good shot at yeah. it. So I show up and I'm in the first practice runs and uh, I'm, think, I'm thinking I'm going as fast as I can. And all of a sudden this guy passes me with one wheel on the steering wheel, the other one on the carburetor yeah. on two wheels. He puts a pass on me that nobody has had ever done in my life. I'm like, holy shit, who is that? So 
I'm following them to try to learn the lines and what he's doing. I said, I'm going to learn. Goes into the pits, and I go into, I say, I want to see who it is. You know, no, nobody's ever passed me yeah, like that. Yeah. And takes the helmet off, and it was a girl. <laughs> it was Sarah, Sophie Kumpen, Max Verstappen's father. His mom. Mom, mother, yeah. I mean. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Max Verstappen's mother. And I was like, oh my God. And she was, she finished fourth that year, I think, out of like 133 drivers. Mm-hmm. And out of those, these world championships are crazy because it's like 120, 130 drivers. And you don't see one driver that drives bad. Yeah, right. They are all good. Everyone's you know, good. they've been yeah. winners here, there, whatever in their countries. It's amazing. And in so of course 1989 was my first world championship in Spain. I didn't even make it to the final or nothing. Yeah. Nineteen ninety in uh in Italy I made it through the final, which was became the first Mexican to have ever made it to a final in the world championship and I think I'm still I still am. Yeah. But then there was a big crash at the start so never got to finish. And in 91 I finished 6th in the world. So I started to learn pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um but it was hard because these guys had another level. You know what I learned in one world championship I had never learned in my whole life karting in one week, you know. These guys were at another level completely, and and of course, they had the special, you know, everything, special tires, a special. Yeah, right. Now they they regulate that a lot more, but back then it was crazy. How are you? Was this family funding? How are you getting there? Family, okay. like for these championships, my grandmother would put money. Sometimes you would ask my uncle. My father would do his best. Right. Were they all pretty successful? No, I mean, yes, they, they did well, but not enough for racing. Like, my father went, had a bad year once, and he had to sell his car, his own particular car uh, for the road, uh, to pay for the world championship in Italy for okay. us to go. Because that wouldn't be what most people would assume. No. you know, No, people would think that I you know, come, come from, from a lot home. of money yeah. or something. No, no, we were normal people. I mean, we would did well, but no, nothing like that. Well, if your dad's selling his car for you to go he race. had to sell it and i told him dad don't sell your car that's crazy i mean we'll do it next year he says no there's no next year we're going this year and we went and it was uh with no rental car we had no money to to do it it was walk to the track with an engine for like two miles and things like that or uh it was funny when we raced in mexico we we had this station wagon and it was my father, myself in the middle, and the mechanic over here, and the the toolbox and the go kart like this on top Were you of like the station the car wagon. Apart to fit in it? Yes. Yeah, and, I know this. And life. that's how we went to all the races, and uh, and yeah, some ki- it wasn't that pro as it is today, but some some kids would start to show up with their campers and like you know ten engines, three chassis. We had the one engine and the one chassis, and that was it. Yeah. Have you seen any of this stuff today? Oh, it's crazy. It's not okay. It's, That's it's me being crazy. an old man, but it's not okay. It's crazy. I mean, the the level of professionalism these days and they, these huge trailers they bring from the teams they have set up for these, these kids. But it's crazy. It becomes crazy expensive too. So how do you transition from the go-karts to the Jim Russell scholarship? That was a, a very lucky break because, of course, we had no money for me to go racing big cars. And how do you make the transition? It's yeah. impossible. So I I would start going to all the Mexican t- race teams to give me an opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I know I've won many go-kart championships, you know, 
give me a chance and of course nobody would give me anything any kind of test or nothing so one an uncle suggested once he says you know why why don't, what why don't you go to jim russell and take the driving school there mm -hmm. so you learn how to drive big cars you yeah. know uh, old formula formula cars yeah and see what it feels like and learn because if you ever get a shot from one of these teams to test their formula like a three or formula two car you at least you know what you'll be doing otherwise right now you don't know yeah so it made sense so i went to take the the the, the course the the first the three-day course in the little ones they were like formula fords mm -hmm. then the three-day in the formula mazdas <clears throat> and then after that they called me like two months later says oh you know we selected the best 80 drivers of the mm -hmm whole year for to come uh in a and and hold a competition where the winner is going to get a scholarship to run the whole year and it's looking sick uh-huh yeah in the formula mazda so i said well you know more than likely i won't have a i have a no shot to win mm -hmm. but at least will be more track time and i'll learn mm -hmm. something you know so i went to the competition and to my big surprise i won <laughs> So that was my big shot. I got the chance to race a whole year uh, Formula Cars in the U.S. And as it turns out, my mother lived in San Francisco, so it was perfect. This was Most of the races were in Laguna Seca. We had some around there, California, but yeah. most of them were there. And, uh, and that's how I started racing bigger cars. Mm -hmm. And then I won the championship that year. So I managed to get some sponsorship to do one Indy Lights race from, you know, somebody gave me money, yeah. the other gave me money, my uncle put a little money, and, and I did one Indy Lights race, and the, I had the prize money from winning the championship, mm -hmm. and I did pretty good. That was Laguna? Yeah. yeah. Laguna. So you knew the track. So I knew the yeah. track perfect. Yeah. It was the last race of the season. Brian Herda was there. <laughs> Heard of him. That's Colton's dad. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. I think he won the championship or finished second that year. So that's how it started. Then I had to come back to Mexico to ask for opportunities. And then and that's how I started racing for those other guys we talked about yeah. before. And then uh, my big shot came when Herdes hired me. Yeah. And I knew that was a chance of my life because they already had the structure to bring a, a, a driver to IndyCar. I mean, they had, first they took Carlos Guerrero, who you probably don't remember, but this guy was an unbelievable Mexican driver. He could drive uh, the, probably the best one I've seen. Like uh, Formula 3, Formula 2. He went to IndyCar, did a few races, did Long Beach. Do you remember this crash in Australia where the Herdes car goes on top of this other one like that? It's very famous. They have it on TV all the time. That was him. And he, he, he did the 500. Uh, he qualified for the 500. But at the first corner, there was a big crash, and right. that was that. Yeah. So, but and the then, idea is, Herdez wanted to have like a junior development program. Yeah, they did. They were like yeah. the team cool of North American <laughs> program development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got okay. Herdez being a local food, you know, supplier, they do salsa, all sorts huh. of different stuff like that. We yeah. knew that before so we got on the plane. Export right. a lot into the U.S. too. Right. So it makes sense to not only promote locally using a Mexican driver, but also to get it up to North America. Exactly. Or, sorry, get it up in the states. Yeah. So then they had a fight with Carlos, and they fired him, and they got Michelle Jordan. Michelle was very young. He was 19. He had just, you know, he was racing Formula Two in Mexico, and all of a sudden. Uh, he ended up in IndyCar. Like, they decided to... to You're the guy. Yeah, throw him in there. Um, and uh, 
Yeah. Michelle is very talented. The, the thing is, I think he was just thrown into, like, I would say into the lion's cage too young you know he never had like a big development and then not only that but you throw them in there with uncompetitive equipment it makes it harder meanwhile i was racing in mexico in 1998 i raced uh, i won the formula 3 championship so they sent me to do indy lights in 99 with a totally mexican total mexican team Mexican mechanics, Mexican everything. So I won my first race ever in an oval, which was Homestead, with a Mexican team with the Indy Lights. Was it, it was still crazy. Flat? Was it still flat Homestead before they put the big banking in? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was yeah, flat. Yeah. Yeah, it was also Scott Dixon first race. You know, we started at the same time. Yeah. So it was crazy. You know, to win my first oval race in Indy Lights with a Mexican, complete Mexican yeah, team. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, a good place to win it for a Mexican too. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a good place. To and, uh, but after that, it sort of went downhill. We were never super competitive. And I had a like a podium here and there, but never really quite managed to do right. anything. Because the key thing in this all Mexican thing is these aren't Indy Lights guys. No, they're... they're like they know they do... Junior, but like the, the 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 data of the tracks that you're going to go to, mm -hmm. like in any good indie lights team, there's going to be a couple people who kind of understand the lay of the land. Yeah, and even back in the day, they would uh, the the, fact, the good teams like Doricot or Pac West and stuff like that. They would they would do a lot of development with shocks, you know, the seven post rig this, and they had special little deals with Olins and you know little things here like that that we didn't have. And then in the year 2000 comes the big problem uh this was down to the herdes executives like the board of directors like motorsports always does well when a board gets involved yeah, yeah they were not happy with the the development of of michelle he hadn't he hadn't given them good results you know for over the years so they said well we need to to do something about this we need to get some other driver and they says well the only guy who might be ready was would be mario dominguez uh so they said okay let's do a test and whoever is faster keeps the seat so they did it the thing is uh they sort of did it against me so i w it would be impossible for me to be faster than right him. because it's the it's not the team making this decision it's the board of directors this is the owner of herdes yeah right right who back then was the compadre best friend of michelle's dad okay 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 like best like sure. compadre yeah best friend so everything was done in so, order for me not to be successful. So it sounds been, like the, the team is being told they have to do this by the board of directors oh, for yeah. Herdez, but Herdez is being run by, you know, Michelle Jordan's dad's friend, so they can skew it that way and say, hey, we gave him a chance. Like, they can tell the board, we exactly. did our due diligence, but it's yeah. really like we're only yeah. saying yes to this. So it's it's like, like a sports car series <laughs> putting technically out proposals for any tire manufacturer when they are only going to go with one. Right, so absolutely like, right. That's exactly what it's like. So, like, they say, well, you have one day and to get used to it, and that's it. Yeah. So, this is a champ car, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the thing he's been driving for years. Yes. For six years, five years. Yeah. And, and you're a thousand horsepower. Yeah. And you've had a half decent season in Indy Lights. Good yeah. yeah. These, these things had a half, a thousand horsepower. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, this is the good year of champs. Yeah. Right? Oh, they right. were crazy. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah. And I and I get in the car. Where was it? Sebring. <laughs> easy track. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be easy to put the power down. I come out of the pits. Second, you know, the second corner yeah. coming out of the pits. Yeah. I go. I just touch the gas. Boom. Yeah. I spin, and one millimeter from the wall, like I almost crashed. Yeah. Yeah. I said, "This is gonna be impossible. This is, <laughs> this is not possible." Yeah. Yeah. I managed to keep it running, so I went out. And the first laps, I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this. I couldn't even keep the throttle full on, on the straight. Yeah. It was that fast. So awesome. I'm like, this is crazy. How can I not go full speed on the straight, you know? Yeah. It was crazy. It was like the, the G-forces, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm f***ed, you know. But <laughs> but this is the one shot I yeah, have. Yeah, you have yeah. to make this yeah. work. You got to yeah, go yeah. for it. This is the one shot you have. So yeah. it's like. Forget about everything else. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of eight mile yeah. tracks with yeah. me. Yeah, I just, bump, bump, just bump. focus yeah. and learn how to drive this, this monster and see mm-hmm. what you can do. Mm-hmm. So I started little by little, you know, uh, learning, working. And and then once I started to get up to speed, you know, talking to the engineers about setup, I was like, this is going to be impossible, but let's just keep pushing. Yeah. So then uh, the other part of the day then michelle drove it and the next day was like okay time to do the the yeah, best actually, lap yeah. right tires and that's it let's see who's faster mm-hmm. and i remember i said just uh, taking the the corners through the laps i was like just trust that it, the car is going to hold mm-hmm. the car is going to grab you know and uh i i did uh my simulated qualifying run, Michelle did it, and I ended up being half a second faster than him. I was like, holy sh! Then I ended up being like this, a little faster than Christian Fittipaldi and another guys that were there. The other teams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I thought, f- you know, this is it. You know, my sh- my opportunity. And like we come down to Mexico, and no news, and no news, and they were deliberating, whatever, and. After a few months, they said, no, you are not going to drive. I'm the owner of the company. My best friend is Michelle's dad. Michelle stays, mm. and you'll drive another season of Indy Lights. Okay. Well, it's because when that happens, that usually means it's just not happening. Yeah, right. It's not like yeah, another yeah, season yeah, of Indy Lights, yeah. and then you'll get the ride. Right. So the actual guy who was in charge of motorsports at the company – Antonio Marron, uh, he was very upset because he was the guy who was supposed to take the decisions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the sport decisions. But this decision went above him and just went above any sporting decision. Right. Went so now he knows he's powerless. Friendship basis, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So he was very pissed and says, you know what? I'm going to quit because this, this is supposed to be my decision. And I thought you should be the one. This test was done like this. We, everybody had agreed upon yeah. it. And whoever was faster, you were faster. So I'm going to quit, and you should quit too. I'm like, F- no, I'm not going to quit. At least I have another season of Indy Lights, yeah, ins- yeah. you know, ins- uh, insured. <laughs> I said, no, 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 you have to quit. And this is bullshit. I'm like, F- this is, I'm not going to quit. So he convinced me to quit. quit. <laughs> wow. He convinces me to quit. And now what? How are we going to raise yeah, money? Walking away from a guaranteed seat. Yeah, yeah, in Indy Lights. And you don't have a backup. I'm getting paid. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it was very stupid. Yes. We go out there to raise money, to look for money, to for me to do IndyCar, I mean, Champ Car. 
and I talked to the owner of Televisa here in Mexico. That's the most, the biggest uh, TV station uh, in Mexico. And he liked the projects. It's I'll support you. Then I talked to the owners of another juice company called El Valle, who were my friends. And Televisa would give him a good deal if they supported me. So everything started to work out. The other guy got Corona. The owner of the the TV the TV company <laughs> that came out way wrong yeah. in 2022. <laughs> he found Corona beer to sponsor you. He didn't get well, Corona. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got COVID nineteen beer sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had the beer Corona. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> different times. <laughs> that's what it held up real well in 2019. Yeah. It would. yeah. So um, this guy gets uh, Corona beer, and when we were ready to. Well, we I went to talk to For Jerry Forsyth. That's who I wanted to race with. In the end, the juice company says, no, 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 we're not going to put as many millions as we had agreed upon. So, okay, so everything's gone again. So, But we convinced them to at least, like a last-minute deal, would you go Indie Lights? So they said, okay, Indie Lights, yes. So then we had the money to do Indie Lights, but it was last minute. It was like the first race was in three or two weeks. But then we had no Indie Lights team. Everything, all the seats were busy, you know, taken. So, f so I, I, I called Pac West. I said, look at you guys. I need a seat. I said, I can't, you know, we're taking. Tony Renner was one of the drivers. And the other one was Dan Weldon. So, uh, so I said, well, we have a lot of money, you know, because we had managed to get some real yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. So, so, well, how, how much... How much you got? Well, we have a million dollars. In any lights? Yeah. That's a big number at that time. Yeah. yeah. A million? Yes. Okay. You're Tony. hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they took Tony Renna out, and they put me in, and I raced that year with Dan Weldon. We had some uh, good results. I finished fourth in the championship. Dan finished third. Uh, we did a very nice one-two finish in St. Louis. And a couple, few podiums here and there in Laguna Seca and, and Milwaukee and stuff. Dan and I hated each other as teammates. Is that right? F he was bad. Yeah. I've never had a problem like that with a teammate. Really? Yeah. What, it was what did it come down to? You know, I don't know. One day I showed up at the tra at the, the trailer in the morning. It's like, hey, Dan, good morning. And he wouldn't talk to me. Hmm. And he just stopped talking to me. How from, far? From one point to the next. How far into the how far into the partner being teammates was that? Like half halfway in the year in the middle. So that's when you're probably showing some speed, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And he just stopped talking to me, like yeah. just stopped. I was like, F "What's going on?" So then, of course, more bad blood started to come between us. Uh, one race, he like literally just took me out in Road Atlanta, completely just bad, because I was I had qualified. One, two, I was third, he was fourth, and he just took me off the road completely, completely. So we almost got into a fight in the end. Siggy Harkos, you know Siggy? He had to, you know, keep us apart, and Siggy was always suffering <laughs> because of us. So in any case, through the mid, to the end of the year, the guy, the owner heard us, calls me, and he said, Okay, I'm going to put you in the champ car. I'm going to take Michelle out. I'm going to put you in the champ car. And this he's a very funny guy. He's very tough, you know. You don't mess with him. He's very nice. And every time we would see him at the racetrack, 
uh, you know, my manager, the other guy that quit, who he ended up hating because he quit. Yeah, he left him, yeah. Uh, we would have to hide from him because he would come kick, he could come potentially kick our asses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like a CEO does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's fantastic. And, and uh, we were like, oh, here comes Enrique. Let's hide. Let's yeah, hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this was a tough decision because he said, the only condition... I'm going to put you in the car. The only condition is that guy. I mean, the other guy who quit. Yeah. He's never, ever welcome here. Like, you cannot bring him. Yeah. He has not had to, has, has, you know, doesn't have, cannot have anything to do with you at all anymore. So you can Nothing. have your dream, but you have to cut off the guy that helped you get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. You can have your dream, but you have to cut off this guy because he was pissed. Because, right. But this because is the guy who, out, who went out and solicited your million dollars for Indy Lights. Yeah, well, yeah. they we did it together. Sure, right? But, but he was working for you. Yeah, he was hustling for you. Yeah, we we yeah, yeah we did the the project was for us to go together. So I talked to him to Antonio Marron, uh, and I talked to Antonio. Antonio had been uh, very successful being the manager of Herdes uh, Racing in Mexico. They had they won all kinds of championships in motorcycles, boats, rallies, Formula Three, Formula Two, and I said, look at. This is, I spoke to Enrique, and these are his conditions. What the hell do I do? You put all your chips on the table. Yeah. And he said. Herdez salsa. Yes. Chip. Yeah, I, got, I, yeah. I feel better yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. I feel better. On okay. my chips. And, <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, it's your only opportunity. It's, it's, it's your one shot. I mean, if you don't take it, you're f***ed. Yeah. So I'm going to walk away. He was. Yeah. So that's what Antonio did. That's what Antonio did. It was probably the toughest decision of his life. Right. But can you imagine? He have probably, if he had told me I'm not going to walk away, I don't know what I would have done, but probably would have my career would have been done. So you don't think he would have f***ed him over? No, I don't think so. Interesting. No. But I would have tried a different way. I don't know. I don't, I don't think yeah, I would have. Yeah, but the flip side is like how, old, how much older was he than you? Like maybe he's probably like fifteen years older. Yeah, so you get to that age, that like mid late thirties age. You look at a kid like you; you can't live with yourself knowing you just ruined somebody's career out of pride. Like I get that, but so he was, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, "Well, I'm gonna walk away because this is your only chance. This is you. There's no other way we can make it happen." So he did walk away, which was very tough for him and myself. And then I started racing with Herdes, uh, and the first year was terrible. And this was with, uh, was this a startup of the HVM deal? The startup of the HVM deal, yeah. And it it was terrible. The, it was super uncompetitive. The car would break down, you know, every time. Yeah, well, just to give some context, this was a odd transitional year for this program. So Bettenhausen racing was the team prior to this mm-hmm. um bettenhausen had always been like a kind of a second tier team they would get like used penske chassis and so on and so forth uh tony or a third tier yeah, yeah exactly uh, tony bettenhausen uh, you hear robin miller talk about gary bettenhausen a lot this is his brother um tony bettenhausen just sort of ran this team the way he did and then he passed away uh, in an airplane crash i know yeah which is insane Terrible. Um, they were so, he was so nice that's everyone has said that um so basically this team is kind of left 
hanging. So Herdez steps in and basically buys, buys out it. this team. Yeah. And they place uh, a guy named Keith Wiggins. Keith Wiggins, who to had, run the team. had experience in Formula One yeah. and everything to run the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Keith Wiggins was one of these like journeyman, almost like a journeyman Christian Horner type. Right, mm-hmm. like he he ran Pacific, I think. Yeah, Pacific, Pacific Formula F1 One and went yeah. broke. You see these characters a lot in our <laughs> kinds of racing, where you just see a lot of guys run programs that go broke. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like Keith Wiggins was one of those guys. Wiggins was smart, sure, but he came he from English. Europe, right? And he brought in a lot of former Formula One people into the team, and it's. As you know, it's a, it doesn't matter. They, they can be very experienced in Formula One, but it's just different. Champ car is yeah, different. Yeah, you have to know how to use and the resources. And what you have to do and the, the engineering and this and that, you know. Uh, so the first year was a disaster. The car could not be, could not have a worse setup at every race. And it was, uh, a lot of the time, so undrivable. How did, what, what went down with Michelle Jordan in this process? Like, they just were done with him? Despite all the relationships? They were done with Michelle. Okay. And Ricky, the owner of my boss of the company, of course, ended up having a big fight with Michelle's father. Uh, okay. After off, you know, over this. And, um, but I always say things happen for a reason. Because thanks to that, Michelle and his dad worked and they got sponsorship from a supermarket chain in Mexico called Gigante, an office depot. And he got a seat in Reha. Yeah, yeah, he moved kind of up. He moved big time up. Yeah. So from having the worst car, you yeah. know, because once I started driving his car, it's like, F- I felt sorry for Michelle. He'd been driving up his for five years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, from having a, the worst car, he started winning races. Right. Mm-hmm. But So now you're part of this developing HVM program that's just trying to figure out what it is. What it is, exactly. Yeah. So the team is new. Keith Wiggins comes in to gets hired in to run it, and the car was terrible. Most of the time undrivable. And um, we we won our first race by complete luck in Australia. Well, this is one know. of the things we want to get into because I'm, I'm curious how how you are with your first IndyCar win. So you head off, rough season, you head down to Australia. We go to Australia, and then at the it was raining like crazy. They decided to start the race. I started like last or second to last, which is where I had qualified. Uh, and uh, the race starts. Of course, nobody could see anything, so I went, I went very slow. But even going very slow, you you're going very fast and all of a sudden when I all of a sudden I showed up in a bunch of crash cars so I crashed into them like a bowling ball going like 10 miles an hour like a bowling ball and it was a big disaster cars were flipped on the straight whatever really bad crash and my car wasn't that badly hurt Uh, it was just like a corner or something so while they cleaned up everything and all the the big crash red flag whatever the team fixed my car. And if I understand my history on this one correctly, Australia is not quite the U.S. in terms of how they were sanctioning these races. Like, there was a lot of pressure to finish the race that day, despite all the rain. <clears throat> the rain, the race had to be run that day. Right. It, For some reason, with the city contracts or something. It's this public street course. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was like, the race had to be run on Sunday. And uh, so we started the race... And, and at some point it started to race really hard, rain really hard again. 
so after not very many laps maybe 15 or something or less they stopped they they put yellow flag again and from then on it was yellow flag all the time all the way to the end and what happens is uh the rules stated that you had to beat uh, after X amount of laps, or before X amount of laps, there was a window. Of there pitting. was a mandatory pit window. You had. Uh -huh. to, they were you, trying to force everybody to sprint. Exactly. And because so, yeah. if, if they didn't do the mandatory pit, pit window, people would say fuel. Yeah, they didn't want these fuel saving races. They didn't want those boring. Tail. Yeah. So right. they they wanted people to sprint all the time. Right. So there was a mandatory fuel, you know, the window, and so because I had pitted later than anybody else, or at the beginning earlier, or something like that. And they ended up in first place. So you literally, just by a pure math sequence, made your last pit stop first. Exactly. Put you in the lead. And put me in the lead. Because you crashed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and because the team decided to, to do a different yeah, yeah, strategy. Yeah. Right. So I ended up first, and it was getting dark. Yeah. It got dark. Yeah. You know, and it was still raining. So they had to throw the checkered flag because I think it would have taken like x amount of laps for somebody for me to have to pit again like yeah. you know 20 laps or something like that so it was like they couldn't hold possibly hold it any longer yeah. so they threw the checkered flag and i won <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you win purely luck totally and yeah. so like how you're, you're sitting here right in front of me like i i can't imagine what my first champ car win knowing it wasn't really an earned win would feel like no, it doesn't feel good. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels good because the sponsor was happy, you know. At least the newspapers in Mexico I won, you yeah. know, for everybody I won. But I, I, you know, I knew I hadn't won anything. It didn't feel good for me. Yeah, but uh, everybody else could have stopped. Or not everybody else, but other people near you could have done something similar strategy-wise. True. You know, they didn't. And a lot of drivers were very nice about it. Like mm -hmm. one of them, I remember Paul Tracy, Dario Frank, Kitty. Uh, Carpanti, a couple others, they told me, like, listen, man, just enjoy it and take this victory because yeah. I've had so many ones that I've lost because of stupid Yeah. Okay, which I had then later, yeah. you know, a few victories like that that I could have won. So, you know, in in, this, in the books and whatever, I won, but, you know, I know in my heart right. I didn't. Not as satisfying. No. But the team, you know, like you said, the team did the right strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. the team deserved it for sure. Yeah. Satisfying or not, does it change? Like a lot of times when somebody gets their sort of first win, the pressure of winning is off and it almost makes them better. Uh, what, do you think anything changed with you after that? No, the, the, there was no, the pressure of winning was even harder because I say I have to win someday like oh, a, no, real a real race. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, otherwise I'll be known as a f***ing idiot that, you know, <laughs> won it by pure luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was even made it harder. Yeah. So the next year, when everybody was saying, "Oh, this guy Mario, he's the worst." Who was but, saying that? Yeah, who's everybody? I don't everybody. know. Who was saying Mario Dominguez? Everybody sucks. in the team. I'm even surprised they kept me the next year because the results were so bad the first. But they had nobody else to put in the car. Right. Because so there had to be somebody Mexican. They had to you, be a Mexican. You had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I guess that first win kind of helped. Okay. True. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Believe it or not, and. By then, the owner of Herdes really, really, like, he started to like me. I mean, today I could tell you he's like a member of my family. Yeah. Really? I absolutely love him. I That's mean, cool. and he's always been, to me, like, from being my boss, now, you know, from treating me like mm -hmm. family and he's 
he's amazing. The support he gave me all through the years and even today how good friends we are. So the next year they said, okay, Keith said, because this guy Mario is is very stupid. We need, I, I mean, this is probably what he thought. We need to hire a guy with experience to teach him. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a Mexican. It doesn't have to be a Mexican. I see. Okay. So they hired Roberto Moreno. Okay, super sub. Super mm-hmm. sub. So yeah. Who, of course, had a lot of experience. Right. He knew a lot of stuff. Right. So he jumps in the car on the first test and confirms my theory that the car was a piece of <laughs> <laughs> But he knew a lot of things that had to be changed, like certain wishbones. Right. And a lot of parts that he knew because he had been, you know, had been. Uh, well, at that time he was a like he just won with Patrick and stuff like yeah. that a couple of years. So and he, he had driven with Newman Haas, so he knew right. what a good car was supposed to have. Yeah. Sure. As far as geometry and things we yeah. did not have at all, right. we start to go faster immediately. I start to go faster. So after that, it's like holy, shit, you know, I'm I'm already good, you yeah. know, and yeah. I'm like top five in the championship, and everything starts to change. So we had uh, a much better year that 2003. Yeah. Then I won Miami. Yep. Uh, I won. I got a a, a podium in uh, in Mexico City, yep. which was the biggest deal probably of my career because yeah. finishing yeah, sure. the podium here, everybody went nuts. There right. was an over 300,000 people <laughs> in God. the in the racetrack. Yeah. Right. And then the organizers decided, well, since you win, every time something important happens here, people go out to celebrate or to protest to a monument called the Angel of Independence. Okay. That if you want, I can drive you later so you can see it. Um, so when the Mexican soccer team, everybody goes there to yeah, celebrate. Yeah. So they decided, oh, well, Mario finished on the podium. He's the first Mexican to ever finish on a podium on an international event in Mexico. Let's go to the Angels. So they took yeah. my car. Oh, wow. The trailer, you know, over yeah. there. They brought it down. Yeah. They closed off the street with policemen. <laughs> uh, I'll show you what streets I drove around. And there was over 10,000 people watching this. That's and I awesome. went around these two uh, roundabouts yeah. on the main avenue of Mexico City around the monument. Then I stopped in front of the monument, did some did some donuts. The police <laughs> could not control the crowd anymore. They yeah, they even the, they had their shields and everything. Yeah. They came in on top of the car <laughs> for and all the third, mechanics yeah. trying to hold them. So yeah. I ran and I jumped and I got into the 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 trailer <laughs> and I went on top of the roof. Yeah. And for like four hours, I signed every kind of thing, you know, yeah, yeah. from t-shirts, hats, underwear, shoes. Yeah. Four hours on top of the truck to people. Yeah. And it was very funny because my boss, the owner of Herdes, Enrique. He says, throw them your helmet. <laughs> I said, Enrique, I don't think that's a good idea because if we throw the helmet, somebody's going to get hurt mm-hmm. trying to get it. Yeah. And tomorrow we're going to be in the news that somebody got hurt because I don't give a <laughs> You know, throw the helmet. It says, you're the boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went, I went down. I got the helmet. I said, you sure? You sure? Okay. So I throw it. And <laughs> the crowd went crazy like this over the helmet. Yeah, yeah. And then it was funny because like 45 minutes later, a guy in a motorcycle would be driving around with my helmet on. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And then Enrique, the owner of Herdes, uh repented from doing that and he put an ad on the radio and everything. He says, okay, whoever gives this Please helmet bring back, it back, bring it back. Yeah. He's going to get another replica and he's going to get invited to our race in Canada yeah. and whatever. Yeah. 
I never got it back. <laughs> and maybe like four years ago, I was sitting on a bench on the street of Mexico, and this guy says, my cousin has your, hel your helmet. No way. But he says he's never going to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, I mean, we can get into Mexico stuff a little bit, but what was the craziest thing you signed? In my life? Well, well let's, sure. Sure, we'll start sure. there. Yeah. It is very crazy. A, a baby. You signed a baby? <laughs> I hope they tattooed it. Can you imagine? I where, was in Australia. Where, where, oh, an Australian yeah, baby. Not even in Mexico? Yeah. No, uh, in Australia. And this woman comes what, and says, what, where, can you sign? I says, yeah, I'm going to sign the blanket or something. No, no, sign the baby. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, sign, sign him on the forehead, you know? How they talk. On the forehead? I says, I'm not going to sign your baby on the forehead. Please sign the baby on the forehead. I says, I'm not Is that your Australian, by the way? Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah, mate. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. I can talk a bit Australian. That's all right. Not fuck, bad. That's, that's actually not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. it's better than Sean's. Yeah, yeah, all right. It is. Sounds Indian. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everything I do is Indian. Everything's Indian. Yeah, I, le I learned pretty good. Put a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> that is impressive. Swam I mean, yeah. with the bull sharks. You just woke up a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah that, is, well that is impressive. Swam with the bull sharks. Yeah. It was, it was so all you, right. So you signed an Australian baby on the forehead. What year was that? I think it was like 2004. Okay, so that might be a listener. Yeah. Could be so, a young fan. Yeah. Could be a young fan. Yeah. If you have a tattoo yeah. of Mario Dominguez, you if don't know why. If your parents told you, you a story, or if anybody knows about this, we have a lot of Australian listeners, actually. That's, yeah. That so, might be, our, I think, our topper. Yeah, like, we, could, we could get Bobby that. Bobby Labonte signed a green dildo. Yeah. And that was impressive. That was yeah. pretty good. But, but the yeah. baby, No, a baby's crazy. forehead, too. Yeah. yeah not yeah. just, like, on the foot. That is a growing human. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With yeah. The, who's unable to speak for himself. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. I told yeah. him repeatedly, "I'm not going to sign your baby." Yeah, she insisted. Okay, well, I had to. Then. So okay, so but on the on the day when your podium in Mexico City, yeah, three hundred thousand people crowding this statue. What's the craziest thing you signed? Ah, uh, nothing too crazy. Maybe like a bra. Yeah. So let's say how many like boobs that. did you sign? I've signed lots of boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is your soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I've signed a few. Okay. I like the smirk that came with it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. So the, the Herdez program kind of has its time. You do yeah. well. and um, Unfortunately, yeah. in 2004, uh, there's a big breakup in Herdez between the brothers. and one At of the, the management level of Herdez. Yeah. yeah one yeah. of the brothers takes over the company yeah. over my boss, Enrique, who is the guy who loves motorsports. Yeah. Right. And they started to get into a big fight, and Enrique was left as the vice president, the other one as the president. And they were fighting so much that at one point, uh, the the brother who became president says, "Listen, if you give me so much shit, I'm gonna take the racing away from you." <laughs> so they kept fighting. This is definitely no ROI. Yeah. And so. they kept fighting, and they he took the racing away from him. So I heard it like was, a toy. Yeah, you know, was gone school. in 2004. That was it. To teach a brother a lesson. Yeah. So all of a sudden, exactly, what I, when I was on the, the top of my game with a team that was being, had been developed from yeah. scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Winning races. Where we're getting to a position that we are becoming yeah, one real. of the top yeah. teams. Yeah. We could actually fight against Forsyth yeah. or Newman Haas. Yeah. In fact, that year was the best of the rest. I finished uh, fifth in the championship. Right. Behind the two Newman Haas cars and the two Forsyth cars, good deal. And um, and you know Roberto Moreno and I did a one-two finish in Miami. Yeah, I won my first real race, and that was that. 
all of a sudden I'm out of a job, out of a seat. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to start all over. All over. Because, and my assumption, tell me if I'm wrong, is your perception is probably still a guy with funding. Huh? My because you're part of the herd. Because you're part of the herd as thing that you're probably a guy with funding. So in other words, like it doesn't matter how fast you are. In my experience, once you're seen as a guy with funding, it's very hard to shake that. Yeah. So like, when you go to anybody, like they're expecting you to bring money. They expect to, to, yes. to bring money, right? Yeah. 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 All of a sudden, uh, Jerry Falls Forsyth calls me. She wants to drive for me. Just the top team in Champ Car. <laughs> he obviously saw something he liked in me. Yeah. In my driving. I don't think they were getting along very good with Carpentier anymore yeah. within the team. Mm -hmm. And he's he saw, I guess, potential to get Mexican sponsors. For sure. And also because he was the promoter of the Mexican race, he invested a lot of money in this race. Sure. Yeah. In the remodeling of the racetrack right. and everything. I guess he realized he needed to have a Mexican driver. Like, sort of check all the boxes. You've got the talent. Winning races. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Harmonious relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mexican can help. Yeah, sure. exactly. The first tests were great. I was the fastest one. You know, it was like everybody was so happy. But then once the year began, it, it, it was hard for me because Paul Tracy is a guy that can drive anything fast. Mm-hmm. A tractor, he'll make it go fast. Yeah. And myself, I need a car that's set up properly to go fast. Like, I can't drive any piece of <laughs> fast. It's just, you know, some people have that natural yeah. talent, yeah. and Paul Tracy has it. But if he would s set up the car the way I did it and drive the way he did, I think he'd kick everybody's ass by one second. Right, right. You know? Which he did a lot of times when he started, you know, when he was young in his career. Like he was, there was some races that he was about to lap the whole field yeah, in IndyCar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a great podcast about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's unbelievably talented. Yeah. But was there a fundamental difference in setup yeah. with him? Like not just, I mean, piece of is one thing, but you know, was he more loose, more understeering you or the other way? I just didn't like the way the car behaved, for example. I, I, I want a car that breaks really good that you can break very deep and with driving the driving the setup of paul tracy the car would skip under the brakes mm -hmm. sort of a general softer platform it's, yeah thing. softer platform yeah so yeah that first year did not go as planned yeah mm -hmm. and i th and basically because of the car setup so i asked, I asked jerry Forsyth, listen i want an engineer that could help me win these races after the whole season of 05 yeah. okay because i have a different driving style than paul right and you know i can drive but i need i need the guy that can set the car for me says okay so who do you want i says i want michael cannon so that was a big problem because michael had left foresight in not very good terms either before that he left from foresight to herdes i think and not in very good terms yeah so Jerry says, okay, I'll give you Michael. But because of that, I got my former engineer fired, Mike Palowski, which was a great guy. And I, always feel, I will always feel bad about it and sorry. But so a lot of team members and uh, even the team director, Neil Mickelride and stuff, didn't take that very good with mm -hmm. me asking for Canon to come in. Mm -hmm. Were you aware of that when you had this conversation? Like, did you know it was that bad with Michael on the team? I wasn't aware it was going to be that bad. Okay. Not at that point. Right. No. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. That's what I'm asking, yeah. Not so, even close. No, yeah. I thought, you know, no problem. Right. 
So that didn't didn't fly very well with anybody else. So then, of course, Michael and I started working on our own setups. So sometimes I would be faster than Paul. That didn't, you know, set yeah, very, you, very well with, the show. with him and Paul's engineer. And it was a big problem because the first, I think it was the first race in Long Beach. Uh, in the first corner, mm-hmm. Paul comes to the inside and I was already breaking late and I hit him. Yeah. And that's it. I took him off. Yeah. First race of the series. Yeah. Your teammate. Yeah. My Rule teammate. Number Rule number you, one. Yeah. Never yeah, yeah. take your teammate out. Yeah. Right? And you just caused a storm internally. So that didn't fly well with the team at all. And uh, How was that walk back, by the way? Well, I finished the race. All right, you were fine. You'd forgotten about it. <laughs> I parked at the trailer. <laughs> The thing that that uh, that got me fired was in Milwaukee. Cannon and I did our own setup for the for the race. Paul did another one. I think I qualified third or something like that, and Paul was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Was this turning into one of these like two sides of the trailer kind of? Yeah, I was creating yeah, yeah. a problem. Yeah, and then of course, you know, Paul being who he is, he pretty much decides to go from like seventh to first in the first you know in, in the first lap mm-hmm. how he yeah. normally does it yeah, yeah. and I was fighting with Junkera I think we're fighting for f- third place Junkera and I touched Junkera goes to the outside and Paul hits Junkera mm. so you inadvertently took him out again yeah yeah <laughs> and I got fired the next you know the next, that, that week after that how did, how did you get fired they sent me an email really yeah did you know it was coming I thought I was going to get fired. Who, yeah. who sent the email? Neil McElroy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the yeah. right guy, kind of. Yeah. 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 Almost feels like it should be a phone call. Yeah. It's like breaking up over text message. Yeah, wrong you with should. That. Which we've all done. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 fine. <laughs> Which should be accepted. I always thought it should have been a phone call. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. How long is that email? Is it is it two lines or is it a paragraph? Pretty short. Yeah. 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 So uh, you strike me as a relatively positive guy. Like some people, I'll say me uh when they get this sort of like this isn't working out email it may be constructive but it's the end of the world you're never gonna get hired again like some people have that mentality you don't strike me as that guy no but you you know you're f- because that's getting fired from foresight foresight yeah. the and best season yeah exactly and you know season, and exactly. when you're starting to finally have the car underneath you that you want yep. right yep. and, and when gone. i feel like okay i can i think i have a shot fighting at you this championship you know <laughs> yeah. i have a shot at fighting at this championship i just need to get the act together yeah with uh michael and i had been working for the first few races of the season with a setup and everything and we were getting pretty good. Yeah. You kind of don't want to be that guy going to other teams. Like, no, it would have been good. Yeah, right. Like, and right. the fact yeah. that I, the car, we left it pretty good is when AJ shows up. Yeah. He just kicked everyone's ass for like five races. So you're saying you made AJ? You created the car. The resurgence okay. of AJ. And there. you can ask Canon. I, I had a big part in that set, in the setup of that car. I think I, I consider myself very good for setting up cars. I think I have a very good idea and understanding of what a good car should feel like. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a fair statement, and feel free to tell me I'm wrong, that the cartels effectively created A.J. Allmendinger? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that Follow tracks. Follow the logic. That tracks. It makes sense to me. Yeah. The cartels? Yeah. Yeah, from your F3 days. They, oh, they from are. Oh. <laughs> you were in F3. 
<laughs> developed the car, AJ Allmendinger. Well, there's always a, you yeah. know, a chain of events. Yes. Right? So if yeah. we went Without on Twitter, them, did you see what I was doing? Without them, you'd never have, a, so, you'd never have AJ. So you, as Mario Dominguez, would encourage people on social media to say the cartel's got AJ Allmendinger's career going. No, I wouldn't encourage people to say that, but that's not what I heard. Uh, it like could be that chain yeah. of events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's weird funny to think how about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, Mr. Colleague. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was that, and AJ yeah. came in and started kicking ass yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh, at the same time, they fired AJ from Roosport. Uh, Roosport, yes. Like mm-hmm. everything happened at the same weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The Roosport had enough of AJ, so that he gets fired. Yeah. Rusport hires Damara, who was in Dale Coin. Yeah. Cristiano Damara. Man. And this is like a team of sloppy seconds. Yeah. And Dale Coin hires me instead of Damara. Yeah. And uh and that's what happened. And it's the champ car elephant walk. <laughs> yeah. So you go to Dale Coin and <laughs> Eskimo you triples. know from five <laughs> you go from, you know, one race fighting for the top three spots. To the next race, fighting for 17th place or 16th. Yeah. You know, it's just the cars were not. Where's your head? Huh? Where's your head at this time? I'm very upset. Yeah. I'm very upset. As much as I like Dale, and I've always liked him, and he's, he gave me the opportunity and stuff, I knew I was not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Paul Gentilosi, <laughs> who his Rocket Sports team was yeah. not doing so bad. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, why don't you come race with me? We have a chance to get some sponsorship from here and there. <laughs> and maybe you can get some money from somebody. Said Genelosi. Uh-huh. So then uh, Paul Genelosi says, oh, yeah, I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you. Now, of course, maybe you've got some money, too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work something yeah, out. That's basically like, Paul Genelosi. Yeah, we have to get you in the car. We could probably get you in here for like a cool $4 million. Right. Yeah. 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 But Paul managed to get some money from some Canadian I'm sure he oil did. company uh-huh. or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Straight out Anyways, of RHR salary. It, it didn't take very long to convince me to go to Paul Jenny Losey. Yeah. Because, because his car was just going to be better. Sure. Yeah. So you're yeah. looking at it purely from a competitive standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And in fairness, the Rocket Sports cars were good. Yeah. Tagliani yeah. had some good races. Yeah. Some yeah. They, were, yeah. they were decent. You would never have a, a, a Newman House or a Forsyth car, but yeah. you, you were decent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Australia, and I finished second, and I almost won. Uh, so that was very positive yeah. because we had the, I had the Pemex people in Australia. That's and they huge. Were, yeah. They were excited, and that was it. And then 2007, I kind of became a super sub. Yeah. Well, you were teammates with uh, Roberto Moreno. Yeah, you, you knew, knew how to do, do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know why I was going to why I was going to all the races? Because remember they had the. The, the Formula One cars, the Minardi cars, the oh, two-seater. Oh, because Paul Stoddard yeah. had the IndyCar team. Paul Stoddard had yeah. that. I was going, they were taking me to all the races to drive them. Yeah. To so, give rides to the VIPs. And then it gave you a chance to sort of walk And that gave me a chance to be at the race when at the right moment, at yeah. that right yeah. time, when yeah. people would get hurt or sanctioned or something. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. Put me in. And then towards the end of the year, uh PCM gives me the shot. When the 08 season ends, and it ends very much on a whimper, even though you did have a couple of races where talent-wise you still showed you had it, like, is it still a mad dash still trying to find stuff for yourself? I know, like, I worked with Tyler on some sponsorship stuff. Um, in your mind, were you still an IndyCar driver? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I do have to say this. I had one good shot of doing Formula 1 in 05. We were going to ask about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, 
Well, let's hear your yeah. your version yeah. of this of this uh, a magical magical F one test. Well, um, these guys came and says uh, we represent uh, Midland Formula One, who's buying Jordan. Jordan, right? right. And this and is oh oh five, five. Yeah, the beginning or yeah. the end of oh four. Uh, and I said, yeah, whatever it takes. So okay, so they're gonna give you a test. Go to Silverstone, and uh, so I went to Silverstone test for free, which was impossible because I j- I just been in Sauber, mm-hmm. and they said, oh, we want you, whatever, we're gonna test you. I went there, they gave me a beautiful tour of the factory, the wind tunnel, whatever, and after I'm done, okay, you need to deposit one million dollars in this account. I says, what are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? This is what this is how it works. You need to pay one million dollars for the test. You make me fly all the way here to tell me that I have. Yeah. I wouldn't. What's the matter with you guys? You know? yeah. 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 Anyway, so that was that. But these guys said no, no, for free. So I went there. Uh, I but had my seat fitted. What's their angle? They're looking for talent. They're thinking Mexican money. They're looking money. for money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for and Mexican they're thinking money. You can bring money, or that yeah. you're the link to money for They're them. thinking I can bring it, and now I am the link. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think in that case? Are you are you full of? Shit? You're just hoping to get to test an F1 car, or no? I'm thinking I can get it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking I can get the money. Yeah. So I go there, and uh, Tiago was supposed to do the install lap in the morning. Yeah, he's my teammate this year at Mid Ohio. Oh yeah, love that guy. Did you get along with him? Yeah. Okay, I, I love him. Cars. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was to do. The, he was supposed to do the the shakedown test in the morning. He crashed. Yeah. So the whole fucking day repairing the car, and uh, by the time they were done repairing it, it was almost closed. So it was it was uh, foggy and and you, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. So they said like go out and go in. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's it. That's let me stay on the track. No. <laughs> okay, so I went out. I went in. And says, but don't worry, in two weeks we're going to Barcelona. We'll give you a proper test. Okay. So I after that I stay stay there three days negotiating with the new owners mm-hmm. and the contract, every single clause, whatever. For a racing? Mm-hmm. Okay. For the next year. So mm-hmm. you're going to be the two thousand five driver. Yeah. Grand Prix driver for yeah. Midland. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, based on the success of your install lab, exactly. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, killed yeah. it. Yeah, but they said, "Don't worry. In two weeks, we go to Barcelona." Yeah, we saw, we saw the data. So, <laughs> in any case, um, which, by the way, I, the the power was about the same as a champ car. Yeah, yeah. But that thing really had, you know, has some grip because yeah. it was so small, so light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like drive you like driving a shifter car. Yeah. With new tires, yeah, 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 or a shifter car with Nothing. old yeah, tires. Yeah. The the shifter car with new is like the Formula One. Right, right. So I go back, come back to Mexico, start working on the companies, the sponsorship, this and that. They they wanted eight million dollars for the seat. F one would have been more. Bad. To be honest, yeah, that's yeah, not bad. yeah it was a not bad easier at all. sell than Champ Car. Eight million was not bad at all, and I pretty much had it, had the money, and like one month later or. or 20-some days later, they call and says, you know what? Uh, I think it was Narain Kartikeyan. He came up with 20 million and Tiago came up with 14. So you only have eight, but you'll be the reserve. You'll be the, the test driver. We still need the eight, though. 
Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, are you guys kidding? Nobody's gonna give me eight million dollars to be to a be test a, driver. Right. Right. So that was that. <laughs> but you know, I got to drive a Formula One car. Hell of an outlap. Yeah. 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 So uh, when the open wheel stuff comes comes slowing down and the uh, global you know financial issues of oh eight oh nine. You end up doing some FIA GT1 stuff? Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? That was also very funny. This team from Czechoslovakia. (laughs) The motorsports haven of Czechoslovakia. Calls me and he says, we're going to hold a test in Lausitz. Yeah. It was like for like eight drivers or 10. Yeah. We were a lot of drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like. So a lot of big names like me, Frank Montagne, yeah. a lot of Formula One uh, or former Formula One drivers, yeah. some very good uh, yeah, endurance race drivers mm-hmm. or something. Because again, they think, oh, Mexican, and we're sure we can get Corona, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah. I said, sure, I'll go. And I went and I kicked everyone's butt. I was faster than everybody. So they hired me. Yeah. And that was fun because I went to live in Prague for a few months. Oh, did you really? Yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. That's it. That's like culture shock there. Oh, that was cool. Quite different. Yeah. Oh, Prague is nice. Yeah. And that's when the the base of the team was, and we would go back and forth. I had a, uh, my teammate was Czech. Uh, and then the other in the other car was Carl Wendlinger. Yeah. yeah. Driving. Yeah, Formula Mall winner. Yeah. And I don't remember who the, the other driver that drove with Carl. But Carl was very fast. Yeah, he's the man. He's very, yeah, very yeah. good. And uh, I was uh, winning one race in Germany, in the, and the gas pedal got stuck. Ooh, scary. Very scary. Yeah. And so I shut it down, but I said, it, I'm going to get back to the pits, Super right? Burr, 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 yeah, yeah, I was with yeah, a switch. <laughs> uh-huh. And something happened on the way that with a burp, 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 and yeah. I messed up, and I, it just kept on and poof, crashed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But I was on my way to... I was on the way to my first win Uh, in Silverstone. We finished fifth, I think, because they told me to go slower. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think we could have definitely finished on the podium. Go slower because of BOP? Yeah, because they said, go slower because the next race will be sanctioned with weights. We prefer to finish fifth than on the podium because it's not good for the long run. How does that work in your brain coming from your background? Were you like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? Why? What the f***? <laughs> and they were like, "Why don't you understand that if you get <laughs> that, that if you go fast? No, this is real racing. Right, and we no. finish on the podium. We're gonna get f- for the next race. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, what the f- It's my first race. We, we have yeah. a good, no, no, go slower. They yeah. would yell at me on the radio. Yeah. yeah. So then, after that, that didn't last too long because also the owner of the team ran out of money, mm-hmm. and that was the end of that. So yeah, I came yeah. back to Mexico. Yeah. And I dri- didn't drive anything. Until finally in 2014, a NASCAR team told me you, in Mexico, you know, why don't you come drive with us? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not so sure if I want to do NASCAR in Mexico, but okay. What's the objection? Huh? What's the objection? Why not? Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and half our listeners gone. Yeah. <laughs> the racetracks, after being in IndyCar. Yeah. Here we go. Here it is. You come to these racetracks again that are really bad so it's not like a stock car thing as much as specifically the races out here it's and, very and the and the race cars are right. suck too so if you got a nascar usa call you would have taken it yes okay, oh, okay. <laughs> immediately okay yeah but the race car the nascar here the cars are very bad and then two years ago uh 
this team started with the with this race series that Michel Jordan organizes. It's a Mercedes Cup series. Uh-huh, the Mercedes yeah. Cup. And they call me and says, you want to drive? I said, sure. And I went into the the first race in, in Merida and I won. Right. And this Mercedes Cup series, uh, uh, we were talking about this on the drive-in, but it, you refer to it as kind of similar to Trans Am, which is uh-huh. not a bad analogy. Like they're tube frame cars. It's the same, a, a the same, same chassis, right? Chassis. Yeah. 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 That guy okay. that makes the Trans Am, the same, yeah. same engine. You know, I did do uh, some years of racing Go karts. Yeah, I was gonna stuff. say, like, I saw some stuff of you doing like the scoos and that. Yeah, in did. the U.S. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, and I, no offense, but like, you're not a 17 year old. No, but I was fast. That looks <laughs> hard if you get to be our age. Not, not me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, speak for yourself. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So this is no joke. You've yeah. been running around doing a bunch of scoos races. Yeah. yeah. And I was national champion in Mexico. Recently or back then? Recently. Oh, oh, what? 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 I didn't know that. It's like 2016. Is this a master's class? or 2017. Against what kind of age? Yeah, who are you racing? The young guys. <laughs> so you're racing like the 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you're 47, even though you think I'm older than you. Yeah. 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 It's impressive. Well, I was 44, I think. Still. Uh, yeah. That's still. Yeah, yeah. You're still older than me. Just yeah, but sometimes I get, I race. Sometimes I race and I... I hold my own. I'm right. always fighting. Are you auditioning? We're not. Yeah. We're not employing here, there, Silver Driver. Yeah, but he knows who listens to our show. That is that's Everybody a very fair point. Yeah. And no, well, but I love put, I love karting. You're gonna right. get upgraded. Keep okay, it up. so, it's the best practice well, in so the world. No, but let's transition then, because you uh, in our conversation you said I think the most adorable thing that I then got to call you about because I remember calling Ryan going. <laughs> Hey, Mario Dominguez needs help understanding how driver ratings work. Yeah. He doesn't know how to apply for one. Yeah. This is such a weird <laughs> concept. So yeah. when did you first understand? Because you now officially, literally today, today. got yeah. your driver rating. Thanks to you guys. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. 50-50, that's the agreement. You hear that, everybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we contributed to the problem. You did. Um, yeah, so, I'm not mad at people getting, no. like, I'm happy for So them. you're officially? Yeah. What are you a officially? silver. You're officially a silver, which yeah. means you are very employable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- do you understand any of this so far? I understand that you need to have a, in a race car, you need to have a gold, a silver, and a bronze. Depen- no? no, it depends on the race, but. Being a silver means you're generally more employable yeah. than being and gold. That, yeah, and that people look for silvers. Yes. Because they want the. The gold, that's super fast, yeah. that they already know super fast, yeah. but they need the silver that will be as fast as the gold. Correct. There right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, the, what we've found in the key to endurance races like Sebring, Daytona, Watkins Glen, the silver is often the key ingredient to winning races because mm. they're the one who can keep, yeah. keep that threshold up. Yeah. So... That's how we keep the rich guys happy. Yes, yeah, yes. By beating the shit out of them with fake pros. Yeah. So yeah. do you need, let's say, if you do... Oh, it's about to get bad. Yeah. Let's say you do Sebring. Uh-huh. You, you need three drivers, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And you can only have, in the pro class, you can only have, in the pro aim class, you can only have one gold. One yeah. gold. And yeah. the other guys have to be silver and bronze? No. Or two, br- two silver, two bronzes? Two uh, under gold. Yeah. Like uh, two under be, gold. They just can't be gold. Right. So it could be yeah. two silvers, no problem. Yeah. That... I don't know if they, and what about? Out yet for that? I think they're just going same. same what yeah. about in the in the normal races, the short ones? One gold, one silver, or one gold, one bronze? Yeah. I mean, you can run two silvers if you want. You know what I for mean? For example, but, like uh, the the 
Cadillac program with Ganassi. Yeah, that's no, DPI. They don't have rankings. That, in so that. there, yeah. So there's two pro classes. There's a GT pro class. It's called it's called GTD Pro. Which Reese runs with their Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have no driver ratings. Anybody you want in the car can be. Yeah. And uh, you can also, if you want to run silver, you can run a silver. But it is going to be golds and platinum. Oh, yeah. so whether they get the best possible guys. Yeah. 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 So you, and then there's no rules about. Oh, so it only works for like that for the endurance amp. race. No, no, no. pro am. Yeah. So there's so right now in this can't very in yeah. IMSA. There are five classes. Two of them are all pro. No driver ratings. Doesn't matter. Um, you do whatever you want. Three of those classes are pro-am. There's which would the, be like LMP3? Uh, LMP3, LMP2. Mm-hmm. There's slightly different rules. Uh, and then GTD. LMP2 is also pro-am? Yep. 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 So they need to have a silver. Mandatory Only for silver. the long races. It's mandatory bronze. Yeah, so it's one bronze, no matter what, for every race. Yeah. But for the long races, you can only have, you know, a, a bronze, a silver, yeah. and then a gold, or two golds, two bronzes, or two yeah. golds and two silvers for Daytona. LMP2 would translate the most. Anytime you have four drivers, you can have two pros as long as you have two amps. Ah, yeah. I see. But yeah. for the race, every, that's basically just Daytona or Le Mans. Yeah. You know, no, no, just Daytona, sorry. Um, but for the three driver races, you can never have two two pros. But congratulations. I'm happy for you. I hope to see you out there. Thank the you. silver thing will will help for Hopefully. sure. Hopefully, now yeah. I'm gonna start yeah. looking. So we do a pass along question, and uh, we sat down with Chris Willis, who was my engineer in sports car racing for a couple of races, but he was more famously a part of the Nissan GTP cars back in the '80s, like the blue. Oh right. wow! Yeah, he worked on those programs. Awesome. And super super cool guy. And uh, he wants to know what was your first car? It was a Volkswagen Jetta, nice. 1988 black Volkswagen Jetta. I had Momo wheels on it. Brand new? Did you get it new? No. Yeah, used. used. Okay. So our next guest, we actually don't know who it is. Uh, we've got a couple things lined up, so we're going to keep it just generic for now. Is a driver, reporter, engineer? Any, yeah, it might, who knows? It might be. It's going to be somebody from racing, but, but as you know, we service all kinds. So uh, if you could just generally, if you have questions for people in this sport, what, what kind of questions do you normally ask? Did you ever Yes, we're asking. It might be bleeped. Did you? Huh? Did you? Maybe. <laughs> now, are we talking about a race car or a street car? Huh? Race car or street car? Race car would be hard, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's two-seaters. You got to drive the Minardi. You're, you're a rally driver? <laughs> Not if you're a rally driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do uh, – so we talked a lot of racing, but how are you and Fernandez, by the way? Good now. I oh, now, now. We'd heard you weren't Oh, cool. he hated me. Really? Very bad. Was he like, the Mexicans are coming to take my job? Exactly. <laughs> Fernandez was a big star yeah. for many years. Yeah. Michelle never did anything. And all of a sudden, I started to do pretty good very soon, very fast. Yeah. So he didn't like it. So he kind of built a wall between the two of you? Uh, I was worse than that. Really? And then yeah. after that crash in Australia, he blames me because I hit uh, like Shinji Nakano. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of landed on his head, and that that hurt his neck. Oh. So he couldn't race in Mexico City that mm-hmm. year. They because had to, you deliberately yeah. punted yeah, 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 exactly. in the rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and made him fly up. You yeah, know, that's your yeah. fault. Yeah. You on top and land on his on his head. So really, he really hated me. And then one guy? time uh, after that in Saint Pete, I honestly it was my mistake. I was very uh, optimistic about a pass, and. You know, there was no place to pass, and I crashed against him. So, yeah, he did not like me at all. Really? So, do you have, so what's his game if he doesn't like somebody? Is it just cold? Does he actually He shit. talks shit about you know, with the press all the time. Oh, no, really? Shit about Dirty you, everybody. 
like Mexican oh, press. Oh, yeah, and it would be like, ah, Adrian Fernandez said this about Mario Dominguez. And then it's like, what do you think? Ah, it's a f***ing idiot, too, you know? I don't Jeez. care, you know? It was bad. Yeah. Wow. Was that, because mm-hmm. I don't remember ever knowing any of this. Was that yeah. specific to pre-Twitter? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was Mexican was, yeah, press. pre-Twitter, yeah. yeah. It was, and it was oh, a whole soap awesome. opera. Yeah. And people would be saying, how these stupid guys, is the only three Mexican racing. And they can't and get they, along. And you know, they hate each other, you know? Yeah. They can't yeah. get along. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he did not like me. But then, like in 2009, I think, uh, there was a, somebody organized a trip to Cabo to promote the city of Cabo with Adrian, Michelle, and myself. So we went and we became good friends there. Like we were not racing against each other, not competing. Mm-hmm. He liked me. We had a good time. Yeah. There had to be, was there a specific break? Was there like a this one? Just moment? the days that you know you'd be hanging out, and he'd yeah. like, he'd like he'd be like, oh, f- I didn't I didn't know you were fun, or I didn't you know he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought did, you were an asshole. I, yeah, right. I always thought you were an asshole. Basically, he told yeah. me. Yeah. And um, one time it was a big deal because my main sponsor, the guy that supported me, was the owner of the TV of the the television mm-hmm. in Mexico. The, you know, one of the wealthiest guys in Mexico. This was and, in Champcar? Uh-huh. Okay. And the guy that supported him was Carlos Slim at some point. Mm-hmm. So one time it escalated to these two guys fighting about us. You know, so two billionaires. Like two of the wealthiest men in yeah. Mexico. <laughs> billionaires. Or wealthiest yeah. guys Just in, idiot in, race car drivers. in the yeah. world. Yeah. And the guy says, no, no, your driver has yeah. to apologize to my driver because of these. Yeah. So Villages one, were burned. Yes. So... <laughs> Adrian Fernandez called me to apologize one time. <laughs> because there was a because murder. Because the billionaire said <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Right. I'm supposed to tell you I'm sorry. Yeah, he was upset. And yeah. I said, Adrian, you know, I don't know what your problem is. You are the star. You'll always be the superstar. But I'm trying to make my way, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to also create my own path. And you, especially more than anybody, knows how hard it is. Mm-hmm. So don't take it the wrong way. I'm, I'm not trying to destroy you. I'm just trying to make my way and you should understand it yeah just don't slow me down he didn't give a yeah right you know he went through one year and left the other one but mm-hmm. but now we get along great i went to his wedding oh okay so uh, you guys are legit cool yeah yeah he's got an unbelievable place in miami yeah where they build a, a beautiful building to park your super exotic cars mm-hmm. yeah. and he did like a known his own museum for him we can cut this out. We can not cut this out. It is your call. But based on our conversation on the getting in here, if somebody listens to this in December or listens to this in five years, is Mario Dominguez ever going to be married? <laughs> yes. Really? You know what? I want to have kids someday. Okay. Okay. Because your clock is never ticking. I think it's, it's important that if you have kids, you get married. Sure. Now, I must say... You know, mm-hmm. I haven't been very, you know, lucky with the girls. Is that the, is that the as word? As far as relationship. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't want to have kids and get divorced. Like I my see. idea of getting married would be like forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but then that, that possibility is always there. <laughs> now, I, I would confess mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. that because today is possible to rent a, what do you call it? A surrogate mother? <laughs> You can have your own child and not bother with it. Rent. Rent. And believe it or <laughs> so not. So many ways you could have phrased that. Well, that's what you do. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, how it works. A friend, two yeah. friends of mine did it. Me, uh-huh. and, and one friend of mine is funny. 
I see him at the racetrack. He races NASCAR. He's with his twins. He says, man, you and I have to go. I told him, I, you and I have to go have lunch. You have to explain me, you know, how to do all this thing. He says, how to buy a baby. He yeah. says, <laughs> he says, it's you the signed be- him. He says, he's the best, man. Your problems will go away. Having a baby? <laughs> Without the mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I am laughing out of shock. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's Definitely what he meant. not an advocate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the best thing to do. And then what do you tell the child? It's like, I had you made. I mean, but I've <laughs> thought about it. Definitely not that. Well, why do you have <laughs> to tell over. him? You, you, have have to to tell, you have to tell him the truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I made you from No. I made you because I wanted to be a father. I have thought about it. Okay, of having a surrogate. And I was going to get married about eight years ago. Uh-huh. I backed off one month before the wedding. Because you hit 30? Wow. No, no, it was going bad. The relationship was going bad. <laughs> your, your dog has not left your side since we got in the car yesterday. It's, yeah, my uh, beautiful, loyal Tesla, Pomera- yeah. white Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your dog guy, and these are these, so you have a dog child. I have my dog child, yeah. and I love her. I've never had a dog that loves me as much as this one. She's so loyal. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we called you a few weeks ago to do this whole thing. Oh, she's ready to go now. Yeah, she's like, what? Yeah. Tacos? Uh, we called you a few weeks ago. You had no idea what this was, but you seemed excited to talk to us. What were you hoping people would get out of this whole experience? I just hope someone listens to it, you know, and and um, and um, you're gonna be fine. And maybe for people that don't know me, would would say that's an interesting story of a guy that really fulfilled their dream. Whether okay, so I never got to where I wanted was to be the Formula One world champion or Indy 500 winner or or IndyCar champion, but I still managed to get there. Yeah. Very few people. And I guess percentage-wise, people that can actually win races or finish on the podium is also very limited. Yeah. And I was, uh, I felt, I guess I was on top of the world for a few years, which was very, very cool. At least top of the world for me. Right. I was very happy. Until your sports car renaissance. I just like to, to, to drive fast, so it doesn't matter. You know, it, that's what I love the most. I'd say on that note, well, so normally <laughs> we say Continental got the check. but They got some of it. You actually got some of this check, which we never accept, but we, you've been nothing but gracious. And then Mexican Customs is going to take it all back. Yep. Stupid <laughs> bastards, man. I'm sorry that That's happened to you, fault. man. Well, on that note, Mexican Customs took the check. <laughs> yeah. I'm finished. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Mike, Jordan, give me the rock and I'm scoring. Hey, came from the bottom, that's foreign. I swear that I'm up for the sun in the morning. Hey, I gotta flex. I need a Nike bag, give me the check. I need the money and power, respect, but I promise I'm repping the O to the dead. Hey, I told him out of my way. I don't got nothing to say. 